This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hi, this is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And Lola, too. She's in my jacket. Anywho's, we're here for a if new... that smell is permeating through the waves, that is her stinky <laughs> Yeah, she's very stinky right now. Anywho's, today's episode is kind of a theme. We were trying to go with, like, mother's love right i don't even know yeah, how to say that yeah i don't i don't exactly know but uh like how about we go with the uh could you still love this child there you go that's a lot better <laughs> mother's unconditional love yes Can, i don't know this episode <laughs> is filled with demonic childs possessed children and uh uh, reincarnated you, you you let us know if you could love these children yeah yeah, this yeah, process. yeah. i struggle every day oh my gosh <laughs> anywho's um you can find our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, podbean anywhere else podcasts are heard uh wherever you're listening to please uh rate like and subscribe to us if you want to send in your own story to be read on the podcast you can send it to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com and please make sure to follow our socials, both Facebook and Instagram, are Let's Chat Paranormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're making that climb to 10,000. Awesome. They like, uh, fucking help us. I just want to say, uh, having Sao is like, you know, fighting or trying to corral the Hulk, Thor, <laughs> and Wolverine all at once. I just want to tell you, if they all mix together into a body, that is that is our son. <laughs> It is the the feral yelling, <laughs> the smashing juice boxes on the floor and going more. Oh my gosh! And then you know the outbursts of if, anger. If y'all ever have more kids, I can just imagine him like entering the playground and be like, "Spartans, <laughs> yeah. what is your profession?" And then just like taking the playground. As the firstborn, I own you. <laughs> <laughs> you are my property. Because he just takes possession of everything. Yeah, he does. But anyways, this isn't about Sal. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's before she might we try to beat us before oh, we yeah. start, um, <laughs> any creepy updates? I want to say that I do have some, but they even sound ridiculous to me. Oh, okay, <laughs> shoot. They okay, so uh, the wind, sir. You, you know, we I and this may be me just overthinking about it because we've been talking about internet lore, like that's been the, the last trip for us, mm -hmm. uh, because of uh, Jeffy the killer. <laughs> Jeffy's man, don't say my name like that. I actually did a painting of him, that's how, that's how, into how my, much he's delved into, into him, right there into my psyche. He's gotten into oh my god, but wow. that one's actually kind of scary. Okay. Yeah, that one is. Uh, but yeah, so like the whole internet lore and us talking about the back rooms and stuff mm -hmm. that I've been noticing certain little things where I want to say that they're glitches in the matrix. Okay. So like, for example, right, the one that, that really is very peculiar to me is, uh, so it's habit, right? Like my house is habit. I know how far certain things are to me. You know, it's my environment. Yeah. So, uh, after using the bathroom... I noticed that I was already reaching for the door, right? The door handle. And I had shut the lights off. And where I know I would have grabbed the door handle, I would have made contact, right? Like I felt myself still moving towards the door handle. Mm -hmm. uh, when I knew I was going to grab it, it wasn't there, hmm. right? So I was like, that's fucking strange. So I turned the light back on. And mind you, again, I this is the first thought that I had was like, this is strange. I'm going to do an, conduct an experiment. So without moving my hand, I turned the light back on and it almost seemed like my hand hadn't even moved. 
What do you mean? So, like, like I said, I was reaching for the door handle while I was turning the light off at the same time, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I turned the light off before I reached the door handle. And like I said, you know, this is my environment. Here I know. He knows, he knows yeah. the steps that's going to take or the reach. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know where my hand is going to touch mm-hmm. uh, the door handle. I mean, just even being a person, you, you can d- judge the distance between your hand and the door. So... When I shut the light off and my hand continued to travel and where I thought the door was going to be, Mm -hmm. it was not. And like I said, I I wanted to conduct an experiment. So I turned the light on without moving my hand from like, you know, the the distance of the door handle. And it almost seems like it hadn't moved at all. You get what I'm saying? No, that's the part I'm not understanding. Like the light switch didn't move? No, my hand didn't. Like the distance between my hand and the door Uh did not change. I'm not following. So I'm sorry. <laughs> he turned off the light, right? Yes. So look, He's look, look, look at my body it. right now. Yes. So you know how my bathroom is, right? Uh-huh. The the hallway one. Yes. So I'm reaching for the door handle and I turn the light off. Okay. And my hand is continuing to reach for the door handle, and where I know I'm going to come in contact with it, I grab at nothing. Uh huh. So, like I said, my immediate thought is I want to see what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is very strange to me because I know where it is. Yeah. So, I turn the light back on and my hand was like in the same position that I had had it before I turned off the light. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that was weird. Okay. And like I said, it sounds ridiculous, right? Okay. I don't know how to explain that. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that does sound kind of like the, what is it, Mandela effect, you said? Where oh. you... Or where you think something, or where hmm. you think something was there, but, but then I, I like to think of it as whenever, because it, it was dark, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess when you reach that point of like when you're in darkness, like mm. are you like in a void situation Ooh. where you just like uh, kind of like phase Interesting. out? Interesting. I don't know, but like I said, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I know I was gonna grab that door handle. Mm-hmm. I know it, hmm. and I did it. I see. So, yeah, stupid, but that's that's what happens to me. <laughs> they, they fuck around with your door handle. Uh, did you have anything else? No, I did not. Jesus, how about you? Um, I guess it's just, uh, I guess I would say work-related, because I know um, I've, been, I've been going out a lot to, like, you know, the outskirts or whatever. And uh, I got a phone call and I just pulled over in the middle of nowhere. Okay. No traffic, no anything. Just kind of chilling. Uh, it's a you know two way road. Literally, uh, you know, just nothing, nothing for miles. No, no ranches or anything. It's just wilderness. And I was just chilling in my truck and boom! I felt like a little pebble hit the side of my uh truck and i was like okay that's probably a bug or something but it it sounded like a rock hitting the the side of you know the vehicle (laughs) and i was like okay and then i heard another one and i was like okay i was like maybe it's just like (laughs) something i i really couldn't i was like because i literally was looking at it and i was like okay like what and then the last one i was like it was two and then i waited a little bit i looked around and I was like, you know what? This is literally like a Mr. Ballin fucking case. <laughs> and the rocks kept hitting his thing and he just didn't leave. <laughs> Actually, he decided to go take a look. <laughs> and I was I'm like, you know what? So I turned the car back on. Like, As I was driving off, I heard a, a like literally a big rock hit the back of the, the door and the thing. And I was like, okay. I was no like, shit. I was like, note to self, make sure uh to not stop in this part. Because it was like <laughs> somewhere between like Lulling, Texas. Okay. Like out there. And I was all like. Oh. Little did you know, it was Sasquatch trying to lure you to yeah. another carcass and shit. <laughs> Look in this direction. He thought you guys get the Lone Star and the, <laughs> the deer schools. <laughs> it's just under a box with a yeah. stick. <laughs> I'm like for sure gonna get Jesse. Yeah, I was like, I ain't falling for that. <laughs> All right, what about you, poops? Uh, I did not have any uh, creepy updates this really? week. Yeah, nice. Um, and since we're done with creepy updates, I did want to remind people uh, that we are trying to set up at different locations, like as and vendor markets, 
Um, I did meet some people at this last one that I did at the Folklores Coffee House. And um, I met two of our listeners and they bought koozies. So thank you. Oh, yeah. We have koozies for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to go to our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, We have $5 koozies. If you're out of town, of course, we could work out some shipping and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, let us know. We're trying to get into the merch and whatnot. When you you listen to us next time, you'll have something to keep your beverage nice and cool. Exactly. In these nice, hot summer nights. Yeah, it's all chilly outside. (laughs) Literally in a zip up. (laughs) Um... Okay. Uh, oh, and then uh, so this this upcoming Sunday is the Queens of Horror. I know this is going to be after or af- this episode's going to come on after that event. But then there's going to be a following event for by the Kings of Horror. And uh, once I find out that date, I will share it. It's going to be where the Crypt Keeper voice actor is going to be there. And I think that one is going to be a ticket event. But either way, uh, we'll be set up there too. So if you want to meet us and buy some merch, uh, we'll be there. Yeah, I already told you. I can get Eva to come to the house anytime. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, now that we have all that out of the way, are we ready to read some stories? Yeah. You're going to like mine. Okie dokie. There's a creepy kid, a demon child. Not Sal. (laughs) I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I don't want to throw fists with you. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Sit back and relax. And whatever cold beverage you're drinking, it would be nicer in a koozie. (laughs) Shameless plug. The worst sales pitch ever. I'm not a salesman. (laughs) All right. Let's get going. Okay, so today I'm bringing a story of a possessed girl, and I'm—I think it's gonna freak y'all out because it definitely did freak me out. Okay, I I don't like when she starts off like that because then we just end up turning it into something. Yeah, there's there's no way y'all can turn this into automatically right away. I was thinking like, okay, play the safe card. How old is this little girl? <laughs> She's a teenager. Okay. I was going to say that too. <laughs> I need to know where to go with these jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, guys. Clara Germana Seely was born in 1890 in Natal, South Africa. Orphaned at a young age, Clara lived at St. Michael's Mission, a Christian school where nuns raised her. In the year of 1906, when she was 16 years old in confession, Clara told Father Erasmus Horner that she had made a pact with the devil. Mm. At first, her confession was not taken seriously, but then the priests and nuns of the school began to notice out-of-character behavior from her. Ooh. Yeah. I like the way you read that. (laughs) That was nice. Normally described as just another ordinary girl, on August 20th, 1906, she began to tear at her clothes growl like an animal and began talking to unseen people or entities. An attending nun described the incident as follows. No animal had ever made such sounds, neither the lions of East Africa nor the angry bulls. At times, it sounded like a veritable herd of wild beasts orchestrated by Satan had formed a hellish choir. Nice. Wait, wait. Let's see. Let's see if I can give you. Ah, shit. No. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Clara herself supposedly said the following, and I'm saying supposedly because I only found this in one article. Sister, please call Father Erasmus. I must confess and tell everything. But quick, quick, or Satan will kill me. He has me in his power. Nothing is blessed with me. I have thrown away all of the medals you gave me. And she also supposedly said the following. You have betrayed me. You have promised me days of glory, but now you treat me cruelly. Is she talking to the devil? That's what they think. Oh, I was all like... Right? Oh, Man, I need to go get my wife to make a deal with the devil. Oh, my so God. <laughs> and rip her clothes off and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know not what you 
<laughs> no, just wait, just wait. <laughs> Clara's behavior the following weeks was disturbing, according to the nuns. If Clara's skin was touched with holy water, she would claim it would burn her. If there were any holy objects in a room, such as Bibles or crosses, even hidden ones, she would then start to lash out angrily. Clara then developed another ability that was used to disturb those around her, clairvoyance. She would begin to share the shameful transgressions of those around her. I like this dirty laundry. (laughs) Some of which she had never even met before. On top of this, Clara also began to speak numerous foreign languages that were never taught to her. I know, I'm just like, well, that one's kind of useful. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well I, I mean, also, I'm just like, man, this is my kind of kink. Unless it's like um, <laughs> dead languages, then I'm like, I can't put that on my resume. <laughs> does, she, does she ever get, like, violent? Yes. Ooh, okay, so along with her new supernatural powers, she also gained what seemed to be superhuman strength, <laughs> where she would overpower the strongest priests when they attempted to restrain her. I mean, how strong is the strongest priest? <laughs> <laughs> good, good choice. <laughs> or, good point, yeah. <laughs> um, I was off. It's not that impressive. We don't know if they got some bodybuilder priests over I... there. Highly successful. Look, all, all I'm saying is Look, just picture, uh, do you remember in Kung Fu Hustle where they're trying to like elicit a reaction from the beast and they're well, I mean, beating like, the shit out of him i've never seen the priests don't have to try that hard the kids aren't that tough <laughs> yeah oh. but i'm just saying like they want to get the in, kids. That, in kung fu hustle they're trying to see how tough the beast is and they're beating the shit out of him and he's just like harder harder <laughs> oh my gosh that no was one, me during sex no one got, god damn no it stop my, uh... <laughs> all right another disturbing act that clara was able to do maybe not even of her own volition was to levitate around five feet in the air. Damn. On a daily basis. What the fuck? (laughs) That's like the most fucking baffling thing to me, though. It's like daily, daily she's levitating. Like at some point, like when are you just going to strap her down to a bed? I'm more thinking of like, when do you have the time to do that? (laughs) True. Or like what warranted that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sleep now. She's <laughs> fucking fu- and the ceiling. Think about it. Like it's a room. Like it's not even you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you're hitting the fucking ceiling. Like. She would have to be doused with holy water to be brought back down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they had to spray her with the mangueta <laughs> like, to get her down. And <laughs> hey, you get down here. <laughs> During the time of the possession, it is also said that Clara still continued to receive the holy communion daily. And that it was believed her possession was so strong that it could stand up to the power of the church. On September 11th of that year, not even a full month after her possession began, two priests were given permission to perform an exorcism on Clara. Father Horner and Reverend Reverend Mansweaty. (laughs) Mansweaty? It's M A. Butchered that motherfucker's name. (laughs) It's M A. She had a sweaty man. M A N. S-U-E-T-I. Mansuti? I don't know. Mansuti, Mansuti, whatever. The jokes we are holding back right now. Began the exorcism in the early morning hours and continued on into the night. During her exorcism, her erratic behavior intensified, even at one point trying to strangle one of the priests priests with his own stole. Jeffy came up. Shut up. Just a quick note for those that may not know what a stole is, because I had to Google it. Those are the long, almost scarf-looking uh, things that the priests wear. They're usually two to four inches wide and eight feet long in total. Um, My boy's packing. The priests began their exorcism again the following morning. The demon that possessed Clara then told the priests he would exit her body as she levitated. Supposedly... I only found in one source, in front of an audience of around 170 people, Clara levitated five feet into the air. After that, the priest declared Clara to be free of possession. And so there are two versions of what happened after this that I found, but both of them ended with an early death at the age of 22. Uh, 
So the first version was that after the exorcism, Clara was very ashamed of her actions during the possession and asked for forgiveness and tried to live humbly. The second version was that Clara made another pact with the devil a year like, later. Damn it. She's like, y'all ruined my first one. <laughs> and again, another two-day exorcism was performed. This time, an extremely foul smell filled the air when the demon was gone. Again, this in this version, she was ashamed of her possession, asked for forgiveness, and continued to live out her life humbly. And it is said that she was cremated and that they do not know where her ashes were interred. Huh. But that is the story of Clara Germana Seeley. Very nice. You kept it safe. Yeah. What do you, you mean safe? We we really couldn't come up with the jokes. Yeah. Good. We're getting better at this. <laughs> She's dodging us. Yeah. She's making it real. She's like, gotta, it's got to be tight. Until I start yeah. saying man sweaty. Yeah. Stay tuned for the man sweaty merchandise. <laughs> Instead of holy water, he just wipes his brow and uh. oh, the holy sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck. All right, but it was nice, very nice, very good. Thank spooky. you. Spooky, very yeah. spooky. That's why I was all like, I'm gonna get them this time. There was no, there was no Chetapi situation. Yeah, you did good. You did good. <laughs> Rest easy now. <laughs> I am. I'm like, let me. Pet there my, you go. my yeah. smelly dog. Yeah. Good job, Jen. Yeah, pet that man sweaty over there. <laughs> All right. All right. Hestus, you are next. All right. Yeah, I got... um. So, I was going to go with some kind of um, possessed child as well. But as I was going through my uh, weekly uh, things, I ran across a broadcast from this... Uh, syndicated uh kind of like paranormal show in mexico and uh this dad calls in to kind of like get some kind of advice or kind of like give his version of his story that's going on to the guy and you know at first i was gonna like switch it because i was like i don't want to hear this guy complain about his kid i do that all the time <laughs> i know what this is all about yeah i was like he doesn't clean his room i get it <laughs> stop stop wasting my spooky time <laughs> um, my spooky <yeah>. time <laughs> but um as he's asked you know say hey, what's the problem you know like hey you know like what's a kid doing you know <laughs> not picking up his toys what's going on the dude's like nah he, uh He's a. Uh, he's telling me he's a. <laughs> he's telling me he's a fucking twenty-six-year-old farmer from eighteen twenty-six. What oh. the fuck? Yeah, and he's like, what? Okay. So then, let us jump in. So, a lot of the names are kind of left out just because he wants to maintain his privacy for his, um, at the time, seven-year-old. Mm -hmm. But this all happened uh, when he reached the age of three, when he was able to verbally communicate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, starts off by telling the the commentator, "Hey, I'm calling in, you know, because I really don't know what to do with my son. This all started when he turned three. He wouldn't behave like his other siblings. He would kind of mope around and be very melancholy about everything. He wouldn't really watch Sesame Street. You just kind of spend his time looking outside. And one day." When I confronted him with what was wrong, he kind of told me, he's like, I don't want to talk about it, Dad. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you can tell me anything, buddy. What's going on? Told him. And he looked at him and said, I miss my, my brothers and sisters. And he's like, yeah, they're right here. He's like, no, I miss my parents and I miss my wife. Oh. And he's like, what? And he's like, I'm going to tell you this out of all sincerity, Dad. Just don't freak out. I... <laughs> was born in 1826 and um i have a whole family in this whole other state and i really want to go visit him and he was like son what are you talking about no like who who told you these things like what 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 movie or what got you talking like this like this is you're my son i love you you're not this essentially 100 year old man <laughs> and he's like yes yes dad i am um i'm depressed i don't want to be here I don't know what's going on. I just, I don't belong here. And it went on and on like that. You know, 
sporadically, you know, just just very miserable the kid was all the time. It's okay. only up until he started going to school, as he got a little bit older, that the teacher actually set up a conference. And he said, hey, um, you know, your kid, you know, he's he does good, but, you know, he just draws weird things. And he says weird, awkward, not normal things. He's like, maybe you should try to, like, get him some kind of counseling or something, you know? Because it's odd. It's not creepy, but it's very odd that he says and draws these things. So the dad already knowing what the problem was. He said, son, you know, you got to let this thing go. You're not that. You know, it's just probably a movie or something, you know. But he wasn't, if he was acting, he said he, he was doing a great job. Because he, he was starting to kind of believe it. Because he would say he would catch him. Sometimes in the middle of the night, packing up all his things. Oh, shit. Saying, I'm going to leave. I need to go find my wife. I need to go find my family. Oh, wow. Wow. So, um, finally he gets the... You know, he takes him to the to the the psych. Kid refuses to talk. Just dead fishes everything, and you know he's like, "Come on, son." You know he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, dad." <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, the dad questionably like being pissed about this. He's like, "Hey, come on, we're trying to get you up." He's like, "Look, dad, if you do this one thing for me, he's like, I'll try to like be a good son for you." And he's like, "Well, what is it?" He's like, "We need to take it." a trip to my where my house is and he's like son what are you talking about he's like he's like i lived and let me look right here i know i wrote this one with him uh distrito de aguas calientes in uh sierra fria this is a, a place that he never knew of because they're city people so this is out in the country essentially in mexico and he's like, how do you know about this place? And he goes, well, I'll tell you. He's like, I'll, I'll give you directions as we're going and I'll tell you where to go. And, you know, he talks with his wife and his wife's like, you know what? If this is something that's going to help my son, if, if if it's all fantastical, we'd have wasted gas and place. And, you know, it he'll see that it doesn't exist and mm-hmm. he'll give up on this delusion that he has in his head. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, it's already taken like a year that it's been a continuous thing with him so sure enough the dad sits him down he's like okay we're gonna go see where you live and he's like perfect and they embark on this trip and as soon as they hit that state and they're going in there he says my son literally started pointing out locations before we were reaching him and go i rode my first horse there when i was a young man oh shit okay this is where i met my wife and we kissed under that tree. My initials, I wrote them. Like, he's literally going side by side. Like, my brothers and me used to over here and all this other stuff. And the dad's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he's just, yeah. like, in complete amazement. And he's like, my house is about to, the, the house that my grandfather built is about to come up. And he sees and he's like, wow. He's like, the gates changed completely. There used to be no gate here. And the dad's like, this is the place. He's like, that's the place. And as, as, as soon as he stopped the car, the kid ran out of the car, went straight to the door, started knocking frantically. Of course, a guy answers, he's like, can I help you? And the dad, you know, very embarrassed, <coughs> is trying to explain to him, but not go too deeply into it. Yeah. So as soon as he sees there would mean no harm, he opens the door completely. This kid just shoots in. And the man, of course, is like, what the fuck was this? Like, tiny kid but it's a tiny kid so you know it's not gonna threat yeah it's not gonna shock you it's just like what like and he's like sorry you know my son says that you know he's been here before and the man's like what he's like no i don't he's like i know he's never been here before but he says he has so we were kind of thinking that this place didn't exist until he let us here and the man's kind of taken back because he's like okay he's like well come on in then and you know the Mexican hospitality he's like well tell him they start talking to each other and the kid's running around and he's going like this part right here wasn't here and behind this the chimney was and the guy's like yeah that's pretty much the layout of the house and he's like oh you, you there's rooms in the second floor that you don't know are there oh shit yeah and the guy's like hold on let me get my grandmother and he goes and he gets the grandmother which is the oldest one there and you know she's like i want they kind of get into this weird situation where the kids are like and she's like well what do you guys want here and he's like well i 
I'll let the kid explain. And sure enough, the kid's like, I lived here, I was born in whatever, my father was whatever, and my grandfather was that. And like the lady's like, well, I don't really sounds familiar. And he's like, I, you know, this is where we came, blah, blah, blah. She's like, let me go get some pictures. And then you, and sure enough, she brings up a whole fucking album. And he's like, yes, that's my brother. And this, this, and that. And she's like, so if you're saying what you're saying, I'm essentially one of your great granddaughters. This older lady looks at the kid. <laughs> And he's like, oh, my God, you are? You know, it's like amazing, blah, blah. And like the lady's kind of taken back by the whole switch because he's everything that he's saying, he's nailing it on the fucking dot with the family. And the other guys, well, I guess the, the, the grandson's kind of looking at him like, and these are grown ass, like 40, you know, 67 year old people. And um, the grandson of, I guess, the lady that came out was visibly getting upset by this because she was getting a little bit, you know, worked up by this whole yeah. kind of thing. And he goes, well, if that's the case, you know, when'd you die? And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I, I died in, uh, where was it? Where's the date? I have the date here somewhere. <laughs> on paper? Yeah, on paper. It's just like the notes were taken very, very quickly. My sister still refuses to buy Jesse a... <laughs> <laughs> a device to do <laughs> in, in 1926 that's when he passed away okay um he says yeah he was uh, i was riding my horse he buckled and i fell off of a ledge busted myself up pretty bad he goes i don't know he's like the last thing i remember is two people walking into the room that looked very white and gray and then i blacked out and then i woke up as your son <laughs> and uh the dad is like, I don't believe in reincarnation. I'm Catholic, so I. It's weird for me to hear him say that. And then he goes, I can show you where I'm buried. Oh shit! He goes, our family cemetery is just like a, less than a mile away. And the parents look at the the lady, and the lady's like, That's true. Yes, our family plot is that far away. And he goes, perfect. He goes, can I ride a horse over there? And they're like, no, you can't ride a horse over there. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a fucking kid. So they get in their automobiles and they head over there. And sure enough, the kid starts rummaging through the headstones. And it's like the they're like, all right, let's we'll see where he's going to come up to. But there was a headstone that they didn't even know was there that he uncovers. And like, that's me. This is me, dad. He goes, this is where oh, I'm buried. shit. And he's like, what? And sure enough, the name that he said coincided with what who was buried there. The time of birth and the time of death. Oh, shit. And at this time, it's when That's the lady starts to weep. Like, she goes, what? Because he goes, I need to go see my mother's uh, tombstone. And he goes and he finds his mother's tombstone. And his kid starts wailing like he's an adult. And he says, mom, it's, it's taking me all this time. But I promised you I would come back. I told you I would come back to visit your your headstone. I love nice. you so much, mother. And he is just <laughs> frantically just bawling over his mother's headstone. He goes, I need to find my wife. Where is my wife buried? I don't know. She she I I don't know when she died or so uh they kinda try to help him and he's giving him names and the guy's like, dude, this is like over a hundred years ago, man. Like yeah. we, we you're telling us stuff that we don't know about certain headstones. And uh, finally, the grandson's like, hey, man, if this is a joke, it's a pretty fucked up joke because my grandma's visibly very shaken and upset by this. And the dad's like, no, it's not a joke. We're not trying to con you. We don't want anything from you. We were trying to actually prove him wrong. Yeah, make this stop. Yeah. He's like, and it's just, it's done the opposite. And look at him. He's literally over a, a tombstone just bawling his eyes out. Yeah. And he's like, well... My grandmother's not doing too good. He's like, we'd like to retreat back to the house. And he's like, well, I understand. We we should leave too. And he says, I, we had to take our son literally kicking and screaming out of that graveyard. And uh, he's still like, I need to find you guys. have to help me find my, my wife. He goes, I want to know where she's buried. And the whole drive over there, he's just like, I, I, I need to go back. That's my house. And da da da. da. And the dad's like, I, I don't know what to do with the man. He passes, he, he's, most of his days, he's just depressed, not like a kid. He doesn't want to go play with other kids. You know, he's talking to me about, like, you know, just the grown-ass adult man shit. And, you know, 
And he's like, yes, I'm your son, but I'm also this guy. He's like, and I had yeah. a whole life here. He's like, that I would like to try to continue. And he's like, son, you're fucking... F-. At the time, he's seven now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the this was uh, February 2016 on a Tuesday, February 28th. Yeah that, yeah, the, yeah, that this incident where the caller called in and he's just like taken back and he's like, wow, he's like, it's so crazy. And the funny story is, so as the dude's talking, he goes, what's even creepier is as he's gotten older, he says he's been able to see glimpses of like the future wow so this is february 28th on a tuesday 2016 and on this broadcast this man says my son has been telling me that i have to be careful because in 2021 there's gonna be a big catastrophe (laughs) of um viral Massness. He's. It's gonna be a sickness. Yeah. And he's like, and he was just like, it's a demonic sickness. He goes, that's all I could see. He goes, everything's empty, nothing's whatever. And he's like, and this crazy man is gonna build these cars that drive themselves. And he's literally, he's like, son, I don't know what what you're talking about. He's like, it's gonna be crazy, (laughs) dad. He's like, I'm telling you. He's like a big spiritual war is gonna happen, and he's just going on and off. And I'm like, I had to pause it, and I was all like. Elon Musk and Corona <laughs> was this boy telling us stuff, and um, yeah, like he just it he just goes on and on about it, and he's kids just like adamant. Uh, it I didn't follow up with the the rest of the the call, but the one it ended is this kid was still actively trying to find his wife's tombstone. Damn, and uh, yeah, he's just a miserable kid that. Um, is a hundred year old man in there <laughs> well you said that he died at 27 or uh, 27 28 something like that i don't i, don't I know. wonder when when this kid reaches that age if, if that's, that's when it'll stop yeah yeah that's uh so Ooh, that's the, a yeah the guy is trying to like come to a conclusion he's like hey you know we're, we got a specialist on stuff coming up on i think he said like the weekend or something he's like let's try to see if we can get something for you because it sounds like he's possessed by uh, a a ghost. You know what I mean? Like a, a outside entity has that body, you know, it's controlling it. So it Sweet. just, yeah, it was, I was just like, okay. Wow. I like yeah. that. That's very creepy. Yeah. 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 I, I do like the surprise finding his mother because it really does align with our, uh, with our theme today. Like, you know, oh yeah, he broke my heart. yeah he was just the, the and he's because he says like the one thing that like my wife and me were there when he literally went up and like stood over it like stoically like a man would stand over like a promise that like he made over time and yeah. he, he kept it. He goes like I told you I would come back and see you one last time. Damn, that's that was a good one. Yeah, that's and, a good uh, one. and he was like it. It shocked me because he says like I, I I saw it in him. He was like he was that guy standing over his mother's tombstones. Like I came to see you. I love you so much. Yeah, you know. On a different note, do you think you could handle the curse of of seeing the future? No, I I would consider it a curse. Yeah, he he he, he would say it because I don't want to. And he would he was worried because his son would tell him I don't think I'll be around by that oh, time. Oh shit! And he's like, son, you're young. You'll you'll. Over, yeah. he's like, and he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not young. And I guess he was still stuck on like how Jen said, he's going to die by 26 kind of thing or 28, yeah. whatever thing. So it was like really weird, man. He was like, he was just really concerned and you could hear it in his voice, frantic. He didn't know because he's like, I don't want this out there. I don't want to like put his name. I don't tell you my name. I don't want people coming around asking him questions, you know, just being like a, a, a tabloid thing and then. He goes, then the family that's involved in it, they're going to get involved. And it's just like, I don't want any of that. He goes, I just want help from you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, though, when uh, you were talking like it. I know it's I think I've mentioned it before where I used to tell mother like in this room over here, like, yeah, when I was a grown up and she would say like, when you were a grown up, you're little and, you know, but like, I remember I used to say stuff like that, but like, I don't remember anything else. Yeah. Don't shit. I don't remember that. God damn it. You're weird. Eh? 
Anywho's. Um, <laughs> and Jesse's right. just over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a weird shit, yeah. If you have a weird kid. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Alrighty. Eric, you ready? Yes. Okay. I want to get you in the mood, though. Okay. I want to. I want to. I want to hit you with some dark things that children have told their parents. Okay. All right. You you ready for one? Let's do this. All right. When our second daughter was born, our three year old whispered in her ear, "Tell me what God looks like." I forgot. Oh, that gave me a shiver. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay. You want to hear another one? I guess. Okay. All right. One of my preschool students decided to tell us about the man who watches over her from her doorway while she sleeps. She told us that he gets very close to her face. And when she tells him to leave her alone, he disappears. Oh, I don't like that either. (laughs) Okay, I have a few more. Do you want to wait till afterwards or do you want to hear one more? I'll give you one more if you want. One more. Okay. It's broken like a chew junkie. <laughs> <laughs> when all was about four, my mom found me in the bathroom with all my Barbies, making them float face down in the bath. When she asked what I was doing, I replied, the man in the wardrobe told me if I didn't do it, it would be my turn to swim face down. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> I got shivers on every single one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm glad you like those. All right. But that gets us in the mood for my story. Okay. And this is told from a babysitter's perspective. Okay. You ready? Let's do this. All right. Okay. So when I graduated high school, I went to college for only a year. I didn't finish because of a personal reason. I needed a way to make some money, and finding a job in my little town wasn't easy. My mom suggested to me that Mr. Frederick was in need of a sitter, basically a nanny, because he worked out of town and was away for sometimes, weeks. The kids would stay with their grandmother on occasions, but she was getting up there in age, and it was difficult to manage two children. The next week, I called and asked if he was still looking for a nanny, and quickly he replied yes. We discussed what I would be paid and so forth. I was to start the following weekend and would have to watch them every other week. Matthew was 13. Julie was 8. Their mother died giving birth to Julie. But with that being said, they were still very good kids, very well behaved. I arrived on time. Mr. Frederick was putting his luggage in his trunk when I pulled up. He greeted me with a smile, gave me a list of numbers if I needed him, Told me he thought Julie was coming down with a cold, not to let her outside for a few days, just to be safe. He went in to kiss the kids goodbye and was on his way. The first night, the kids went to bed after playing a few board games with me and watching a movie. Julie seemed better, until she woke up at about midnight, throwing up violently. I rubbed her back and put a cold washcloth on her neck. I was about to call her dad, afraid she might have something more than a cold, like the flu. But she said she felt much better afterwards and just wanted to go to bed. I was sleeping in the guest room. When I was woken up by laughter, I opened my eyes and Julie is sitting on the foot of my bed, Indian style. No. (laughs) I'm sorry. Already I'm all. I hate this already. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh my God. I'm going to have nightmares Okay, so like I said, she was sitting on the foot of my bed, Indian style, back facing me. She was still laughing when I sat up. I laughed a little with her, then asked, what are you laughing at, sweetie? Almost immediately after I asked her that she stopped laughing and almost sounded like she was growling. I said her name softly, Julie, kind of just confused what she was doing. She starts screaming, stop laughing at me, over and over. I get out of bed immediately, grab onto her shoulders, and start yelling her name, Julie, Julie, Julie. She then looks at me, grinding her teeth, and says through her teeth, I slit Matthew's throat. What? And then her laughing started again. I ran to Matthew's room, burst through the door, and found him sleeping peacefully. 
I was afraid to go back downstairs. I told myself, I can't be afraid of the little girl. A little girl I've seen grown up. I make my way down the steps when Julie is standing at the bottom. I'm tired. Can I go to bed now? She asked me, rubbing her eyes. I just looked at her and simply said, yeah. Maybe she was dreaming because of the Tylenol I gave her. It made her sleepwalk. I brushed it off. The next morning, both kids were sleepy. We ate breakfast. I took them to the park. We had a fun, busy day. But at bedtime, I couldn't help but feel a little fear. That shit she said to me through her teeth about her brother just wasn't right. I sent them to bed. I noticed when Julie was running up the steps, she smiled at me. I smiled back. Then she turned around, and the second time she smiled at me again, it freaked me the fuck out. It wasn't her smile. Her cheerful little sweet girl smile. It was like she changed within seconds. I know it was just a smile, but it made my heart drop. 1am. I'm texting my friend Liz just talking about the day and bullshitting. When I hear what almost sounds like chanting, I put my phone down and make my way towards the sound. At the top of the flight of steps, Julie is standing there, feet basically off the first step. Seriously, her heels of her feet were the only things on the steps. I kind of yelled at her, Julie, get off the step like that. You're going to fall. She kept saying something. It sounded like nonsense. And then she started saying it slower while she was looking at me. I'm not the most religious person, but I know the Lord's Prayer. And she was saying it backwards. Oh, sorry. it freaked me out. <laughs> Stop, I'm getting shivies. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I just stood there, mouth open, eyes not blinking, throat dry, listening to this eight year old saying the prayer backwards. Julie, I yelled it. She stopped, looked at me, smiles, and said goodnight. I heard her door close, and I locked my door and passed out. The next day, Matthew gets up early, looking awful. Are you getting sick? I asked, putting my hand on his head. He grabbed my hand and looked me in the eyes and said, Julie scares me. It sent chills through my body. I asked why. He immediately answered, she watches me sleep, oh. but I'm not sleeping. She's laughing and says things I don't understand. I asked him what kind of things, and he said he couldn't understand her, and it sounded like she was just, and he did this thing with his tongue, right? Like he makes clicks, is from my understanding. To me, it sounded like he was trying to say she was speaking in tongues. Julie walked in the kitchen. Our conversation was ended and Matthew got up from the table with his cereal bowl. She grabbed his arm and while looking at me said, don't trust the whore. Oh my God. I screamed at her, hey, don't you talk like that again. She smiled at me and in her cheerful little voice asked, can I have some lucky charms? I called my mom who said, she simply is acting out because her dad is away and she wanted attention. I told her I was getting freaked. And she just went on to give me this lecture on how Mr. Frederick was counting on me. The last night I was there, same routine, movies and bedtime. I got a hug from Matthew and Julie. I felt bad for not wanting to hug her. She squeezed me hard, kissed my cheek. Then she whispered in my ear really slowly, I wouldn't sleep tonight. This voice was much deeper, much manlier than a little girl's voice. I cried. It completely terrified me. I'm worried a fucking demon child is going to kill me in my sleep. I didn't sleep at all. I stared blankly at the TV infomercials. That's when I heard screaming horrible. Makes your heart drop screaming. I flew out of the room and ran up the steps. I checked Matthew first. He was closest. He was just staring at me when I opened the door. He then ran with me to Julie's room. I opened her door. She was right there, right in front of me, but her head was bent so far back it was touching her back. You could hear clicking from her bones. I feel bad now for doing this, but I slammed the door and I called 911, followed by calling her dad, being hysterical, telling him about everything that had happened. Julie was taken to a mental hospital, evaluated, and let go. 
They said she suffered a slight brain aneurysm and a seizure. I never babysat for the Fredericks after that, but I did get a letter in the mail from all three of them. Mr. Fredericks, kind words thanking me for watching the children, Matthew basically the same, and Julie's. It said exactly this, you can sleep again, and she drew a black cross and black clouds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you think? Wow, I hated that. <laughs> I would have just punched a pillow and like, let it fly across the room and be like, bitch, I might. <laughs> just show her. It hits oh, almost shit. all of like my, my <laughs> things. Phobias. Yeah, that like all she had to do was fucking walk on the ceiling or something and that'll be it. That she's gonna, that's going to become a core memory. <laughs> Can't let these kids intimidate you. <laughs> Even if they are demon kids, you got to <laughs> check them. <laughs> wow. Okay. So do you hear? want to hear a couple more of the creepy things, dark things that children have said? Sure, because Sal is such an angel compared to them. <laughs> and, and, and I wouldn't have missed a beat if she was like, don't trust the horror than like what your dad tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't wait to say it. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, whole time he was talking, I'm just thinking of comebacks. I was like, this is a little fucking demon little bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When she was like, can I have Lucky Charms? I'd be like, no, you can have some tricks because they're for kids. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, everybody listening is like, take notes. Jesse is not a good babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, this is the man we need. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got three more of those uh, dark things the children have said. I want to. I want to leave you with nightmares. I want to. I want to give my sister a bad night. I want Jesse to walk to the bathroom with her in the middle of the night. Okay, <laughs> you ready? Like Sal, he's like, I have to walk in there with them, but he's like, hide. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. My daughter was three, and I was getting her ready for the day. She had been waking up with nightmares almost every night for a month or two. I asked what she wanted for breakfast, and she told me she wanted to share it with a dead baby in her closet. Okay. I thought she meant one of her dolls, but when I pulled them out, she said, No, not a doll, the dead one that sleeps on the closet floor at night. That one's just sad. Is it? That's fucking creepy. It's creepy, but sad. <laughs> Why is he on the floor? Okay, I got a one-liner for you. Okay. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Go back to sleep, Mommy. There isn't anything under the bed. He is behind you now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is this your reaction to fear? <laughs> <laughs> I laugh when I'm scared. <laughs> This explains a lot. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, I got one more. I, I particularly like this one because this is one that, that it, I wouldn't see coming, right? It, it may sound kind of cheesy to someone else, but I really like this one, okay? My family has recently moved to a new home in a new country. It was a well-furnished apartment, and in our bedroom was a painting that looked like a hair free-flowing in the air. It wasn't a pleasant or soothing painting, but I was trying to make peace with it. My son was two and a half years old then. One day I was settling him down for an afternoon nap in my bedroom. When he said, I don't want to sleep in this room, I asked him why. And he said, this painting looks at me and tries to talk to me, and I don't like it. Hmm. That's creepy. And what? And what is it again? Like the, the description of the painting? Yeah. So the way she describes it is uh, it looked like hair free-flowing in the air. Oh, okay, okay, like a lot of hair. I was thinking of like a single strand of hair. No, so what I'm thinking is like just the image of the hair in yeah. the frame. okay, like it's blowing in the wind and, and then it's I a guess, lot of like, hair. And then I guess the person looks eee. into the frame. Hate that. Okay, I get <laughs> it, yeah. All right, but yeah, those were all my dark things that... Uh, I love Chids how you tr try to find three-year-olds. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I also do have a bit of a surprise for you. Okay. This is my Jeff the Killer-inspired creepypasta. <laughs> right into the lore, y'all. <laughs> I will read it. I'm <laughs> <No>, just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, where's my script? <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Yes, of course. I'm nervous because I think it's stupid as hell, but that's intentional. <laughs> okay, well, as long as we know it's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I tried writing it with the same seriousness, the same feel, though. Okay, okay, yeah, so, okay, like, okay. It, it, I know what you're... I, that's, I've, been, I've been slowly trying to, like, do that so it's... So this character leaves my my body. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm very ready. This one is called Juanito Loquito. <laughs> okay. Like even Lola's up, dude. <laughs> I, I like know. where this is going. <laughs> I know that guy. Okay, ready? Yes. The sound of the alarm hits me like a freight train as I slowly brought myself to the edge of the bed. Sitting there in the darkness, contemplating the monotony of my life. The house was quiet and dark. No music or news on, no smell of breakfast in the air. Per usual, my partner was still asleep, and I'd have to be the one to wake her up before uh, I left to work. As if I wouldn't like to sleep for once, you know, in a few extra minutes, and have breakfast made for me. But this was routine and how it's been and how it will be forever. I drag myself to the bathroom where my work clothes lie on the floor. Irritation begins to build in my gut, but as usual, I suppress the feelings and press on. I get dressed, wash up, and brush my teeth. A quick glance in the mirror lends support to the fact that I am exhausted. The bags under my now drained of life and light eyes is evidence. I sigh and make my way to the kitchen. I get my pan and kumal out and turn the stove on to the medium high. The pan should be hot by the time I get the chorizo and eggs out, I think. I retrieve them from the refrigerator along with my salsa and place them on the counter. I get a whiff of the salsa and a rush of senses are awakened by the tang and heat that waft through my nostrils. I start with the chorizo in the pan. The popping grease that hits my hand wakes me and gives me a sense of relief that I am indeed still alive. I go through the motions like I have a million times before. At this point, it's like putting myself on autopilot. I toss my eggs in and let them cook a sec before I start the comal to warm my tortillas. I grab the tortillas from the microwave and check the heat by putting my hand over the comal. It's still not warm. That's fine. I can plate my chorizo and eggs till it's warm enough. It'll give me enough time to wash the pan before I'm on the receiving end of a scolding for leaving a pan to be washed for later. The water is taking a little bit longer than usual to warm, so I check the comal again, and the heat feels fine. So I toss the tortilla on and head back to the sink to scrub the pan. After a few seconds of vigorous scrubbing, I return to the tortilla to flip it, and what a joy to see the perfect level of crisp has been accomplished. At least one thing is going well for once. I head back to the sink to dry and put away the pan. One less thing to be criticized for at least, I think to myself, when my attention is drawn to the ever-growing horror on the pan. My tortilla was puffing up, feeling like a hot balloon full of hot air. I make haste and head to the pan, but hesitate for a moment, knowing that if I was going to make it out of this without injury, I had to proceed with caution. Carefully, using all the precision of a bomb diffuser, I managed to pinch a spot on the edge of the, of the tortilla. <laughs> <God damn. laughs> You've been doing that so good. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I managed to pinch a spot on the edge of... Uh, the tortilla <laughs> of the overinflated tortilla and lift it for a moment i let myself feel relieved and tossed it to the plate i set aside by the stove that's when the terror strikes like in slow motion i noticed a tear in the tortilla that was now making its way in my direction as it floats its way down to the plate before i can react it hits the plate with misleading force the terror erupts with a concentrated stream of scolding hot steam that makes direct contact with the right side of my face, searing and scorching at my flesh. I grabbed at my face in agonizing pain and fell back against the counter to the floor. The sheer impact against it knocked the volcanically hot salsa off the top and onto my head. Stinging hot juices now seeped into its way through my hair into my eyes. The pain was unbelievable. And after a moment of struggling, I felt as though I was going to black out. But just before the darkness overtook me, I heard a voice sound in the distance. No call for safety, or are you okay? But keep it down. 
I lay there for what seemed like an eternity, floating in a river of agony, with the same phrase echoing in my head, driving me to insanity. Keep it down. Keep it down. Keep it down. I awoke and brought myself to my feet. Catching a glimpse of my now monstrous image in the reflection of the microwave, my once dark hair now singed gray, the caramel tan of of the right side of my face now a red bubbling mass of raw flesh, the color of my eyes now a milky white. I looked so horrid, so monstrous, so, so different. It felt as if a weight had been lifted from my existence. I'm not me anymore, and I like it. Suddenly, like a sharp pain shooting through my head, that phrase echoed in my head once again. Keep it down. Keep it down. Repeating over and over. I knew what I had to do. I retrieved the the tomale masa from the refrigerator and headed to the dark bedroom. The last thing she'll hear is me whispering, Hey, mommy, stay asleep. (laughs) The end. That was good. (laughs) That is perfectly in line with Jeff the Killer. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it, it's Salsita that really gets him, huh? <laughs> that it'll fuck you up the, one way or the another. The funny thing is that there's somebody still that got burned, plastic <laughs> like that. And he's just like looking at the, he's just listening to it going like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> there with the scar on his face. Yeah, like, you know us Mexicans, we're not offended by anything. That our natural... Like, we don't get offended, but you know it's there when we go, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's when you know we, it, it hit it us hit a little something, bit. It hit something, yeah. We're like, damn, that's fucked that's up. That's fucked up, way. <laughs> that was really good. I enjoyed that. I hope other people will uh, start build, yeah, build, build on, on this. Juanito Loquito. <laughs> Send it to Mr. Creepypasta. <laughs> Oh, God, please don't tell me I created a monster. <laughs> He's talking about Dio Richard. <laughs> yeah, all the fucking Mexicans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's real life, man. His fucking face is terrible. We call him fucking Pozole face. Because <laughs> oh, 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 God damn it. It's like carnizada all over the right side of his face. Oh. That was okay. really good. This was a fun episode. I liked it. Good, good, all good. All right, all right. So uh, if Sal is uh, sitting on the edge of your bed, you know, Indian style. Man, just... this kid fucking freaks me out so much. Like, I saw how you feared, like, because he was like, where is he? <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, uh, like, the movie where the camera is, like, on a weird angle, and you just see something crawling up on the like, wall in the background. Well, that's him and fucking crawling into bed in the middle of the night, and he's like, Mama. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, that I was great. I did that. All right, guys, let's let's start building on this. Let's start putting out more creepy pastas wherever they get posted. We're on this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Okay. Watch out with the salsa, guys. Yeah, watch out with the salsita. I don't yeah. you. And for all all our uh, non Mexican listeners, yeah, if you see that tortilla bubbling up. Watch out with that steam. Just stab it with a knife. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, well, that makes me sound a lot more violent than I intended. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we talk about the water park? No. I was about to say the pro knows. <laughs> Juanita Loquita was at the pro that day. Anyways. Um, okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to submit your stories, you can send them into Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram so that you can keep up with any events that we're going to be on or any uh, updates that we send or like cool ass memes that we occasionally post. (laughs) (laughs) They're not cool. Yes, they are. Um, anyways, it's, it's all le- Zach Bagans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of Zach Bagans, oh, um, we're gonna get Discovery Plus again. Um, they <laughs> they're finally sending him out to actual residential houses. 
We got to somehow make our house really haunted. (laughs) I'm going to Amber heard him. And when he comes up, I am going to dress just like him and be like, what's going on, bro? (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah. Yeah, It's a paranormal poop on your side of the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Thank you guys for listening in. Um, make sure to drink all your water. Make sure you're getting eight hours of sleep yeah, a day. And, and if you have some kind of animosity, don't poop on the your partner's side of the bed, please. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. try to keep it poop Poop goes in the toilet. You know, yeah. and, and we also missed like the whole point of this uh, this topic. Uh, any of these kids out there, like, oh, yeah. would y'all have been able to love these kids? or uh... mm, Maybe the first two. But that third one, mm-mm. she, mm, girl. She got to go. Yeah, she got to go. <laughs> I'm oh telling you, God. she had no fear. You just punch, <laughs> just punch a pillow randomly and be like, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Just let him, you know, <laughs> just have her casually walk in and you, you're having a phone call. Yeah, I killed that. Bee. Oh, hey, kid. <laughs> oh, sorry. Talking to my friend. Last babysitting gig. <laughs> God damn. Anyways, okay, let's wrap this up. Again, make sure to be drinking all of uh, eight ounces of what? No, eight glasses of water a day. Kids passing by. Yeah, I'd eat a kid if I was hungry. (laughs) Oh, hey, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. Let me get. Let's get you a bowl of cereal. Looking mighty healthy. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. Uh. Make sure you're getting eight hours of sleep a day. Uh. Think positive. (laughs) thoughts positive affirmations all that we love you Fuck them kids i'm the future oh my gosh i love well, we you struck a nerve with jesse I know. Just- <laughs> <laughs> a punk kid run up on me <laughs> the kids are the future of my ass i'm the future fun fact i know that entire song by heart because we had to sing it for my fifth grade what graduation song? By I'm, Whitney Houston? No, I'm literally saying fuck them kids. No, like, <laughs> I believe that children are our future. No, no I, oh I, my I don't God. know. No? I, okay. I, none of that. Right. I'm literally like, because I always hear people say, oh, they're our future. Make and I'm like, strong and Yes, exactly. I no? never heard the song, but people. I, I'll sing it to you after we're done. I, I, please don't. But I've heard people say the kids are the future. And in my head, I'm always like, I'm the fucking future. <laughs> I, I I'll dunk on my oh son my every goodness. day. <laughs> no remorse. Yeah. All right, all right. Tie this your is shoes devolving right now. Do very it. quickly. <laughs> Tie your shoes for me right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Wipe your own ass. Do it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Um. Again, thanks, guys. Just Bye. You love got you. A devil in you. Oh. You think you can come up on me? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.